coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Oh, if you, if you close Lolita's, that would, there would be oh, a yeah. stampede <laughs> running through St. Pete. You'd have to go into the witness protection program. <laughs> you would. <laughs> we were amazed once we reopened with To Go, quite honestly, how receptive people were to doing the charcuterie and the pizza boxes. Mm-hmm. And obviously that has become a big part of our business. Yeah, Alex is like, we need to order more pizza boxes. Oh, <laughs> I buy them by the cases now. I bet. <laughs> and I'm going to be counting my bites at dinner tonight. <laughs> I have to stop at 25 and be like, damn, I have leftovers now. They've never really had a Bordeaux or they've never really had a Cabernet Franc or a Syrah or some grapes that uh, a Syrah or a Tempranillo. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of fun is in educating, and I call it the best adult hobby. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with you on that one. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guests are Kelly and Alex Rodriguez. Kelly and Alex own Lolita's Wine Market, and we'll talk about their new place, Sammy and Paco. After the interview, we make carnitas with pork from our favorite butcher shop. We have a great show, so stick around. Where can you find the freshest fish in St. Pete? Well, you can't get fresher than caught that day. That's what you'll find at Trophy Fish. The Day Boat Special includes the fresh catch of the day, cooked how you want it, with your choice of two sides and a house-made sauce. They also have some incredible appetizers, like grilled street corn that's like crack, that stuff's so good, incredible grilled oysters, fresh fish spread, and much more. You will also find some options for the land lovers out there. All of this set in a setting that makes you feel serene and relaxed with your toes in the sand, like a day at the beach. They like to call their concept Bait Shop Chic. So head on down to Trophy Fish, where you can grab a boat drink from their full bar and fill your tummy with the freshest catch around. Trophy Fish is located at 2060 Central Avenue in the Grand Central District. They are open Wednesday through Friday at 5 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 12 to 3 for brunch and at 5 for dinner. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, 
and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, it'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? Our guests today own one of the most popular, and dare I say, beloved, wine, cheese, and charcuterie places in St. Pete, and they recently opened their new breakfast and lunch spot, Sammy and Paco's. Please welcome Kelly and Alex Rodriguez. Welcome, guys. It's so good to see you in person. It's good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And this is episode 154, you were asking, and you were originally on episode number 34 back in April 2019. It just doesn't seem that long ago, does and I, it? And I usually say go back and listen <laughs> to that, so... Because we're not going to repeat everything that we talked about in there, all your backgrounds and stuff. We'll touch on it a little bit this time. But go back and listen to that and just realize it's an early episode. (laughs) It's not really that bad. It's just a little different. So, and back then we were talking about, you were on the verge of opening Sophia's Cucina or Cucina? How do we say it? Cucina. Cucina. That's what I thought. Cucina and Inoteca. And we we loved the place. And Mm -hmm. Lori wants to know oh, what yeah. happened it, was it pandemic related that you ended up closing it or no i think that you know we decided that uh at the end of 2020 because of the pandemic mm-hmm. that from an operational strategy and growing our business that mm-hmm. we wanted to stay to smaller footprints because it lowers our liability mm-hmm. and you know when you have a, a 7500 seat restaurant and the number of people you have to operate in a kitchen to facilitate that and give the type of service and the quality that we expect you know, that's hard. Mm -hmm. And so we were finding ourselves very sucked in anytime anything happened there. And instead of it being a week to fix a problem, it was six weeks. And so to grow the rest of our business and offer other opportunities and other concepts, we weren't finding that we had the time to do that. And that's really what we love to do. And then we love to provide jobs with really quality good product and concepts to right um you know people to have a, a good work-life balance mm-hmm. so um ironically enough that was the conversation we were having at the end of 2020 and in january of 2021 we were approached by nando silveretti um who owns mateo mm-hmm. and is from california mm-hmm. who was not open yet 
at all for Dine-In in California and was looking to move some of his businesses here. Um, he really wanted our location. We're like, okay, we had a three-year lease with a three-year add-on. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2022, we would be making a decision to whether resign or not. And so we said, why not? Let's um, Somebody that wants this property is going to invest in the time, wants to be running it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would allow us to focus on other projects and the rest of our businesses mm-hmm. and grow and develop those. And then in the future, we can go back and look at opening Sophia's in a smaller footprint, something like what Lolita's is in, right? and run it with beer and wine, mm-hmm. but also run it and have it be a more intimate experience. Right. Yeah, it takes a lot of time and energy to run. It really does. I don't know how you guys do it. (laughs) Especially that side of a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Compared to Lolita's is another, yeah, another world. I just want to go back for a second. It sounded like you said a 7,500 seat restaurant. She did. That's really (laughs) huge. I I meant 75 or 100, you know, 200. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's really tough. I was was wondering about that too. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of seats. (laughs) Yeah. That would be, that would be really hard. (laughs) So a couple of things we did touch on the first time you guys were here back in 2019 is, uh, Kelly, you're from Ohio. Alex is from Puerto Rico. Yep. And you guys met in Puerto Rico and then moved to New York and Connecticut. And then somehow you got to Miami and got tired of the traffic in Miami and said, let's go to St. Pete. <laughs> and we're really glad that happened. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and the first time we met you guys was at an event. At, at Farm Table. At Farm Table, right. which is no longer. That's when we met in person. We had, I think, spoken over Facebook. Yeah. But that was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you gave us a little hint of what was to come with Lolita's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should mention Lolita's because I kind of hinted at it in the intro saying it's a beloved wine, cheese, and charcuterie place. And I think it really is. I mean, everybody just like gloats over it. Oh, if you, it. if you close Lolita's, I would, there would be oh, a yeah. stampede <laughs> running through St. Pete. You'd have to go into the witness protection program. <laughs> you would. Cool. And, now, and that opened in 2017. And Sophia's opened in 2019, closed in 2021, as we just said. And we actually had Joel from, uh, have you met Joel Sanchez from Mateo's? No, we haven't. He's, he's the GM. And There's no of, S on the end of it, honey. Right, no S. I said that in my, in my write-up. And I don't <laughs> even listen to myself. And I love that you guys name your places after your pets. Yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. And Lolita's is named after Lola, but she, when she misbehaves, she's Lolita. Yes. <laughs> and we have a, a puppy named Lola, too. When she misbehaves, she just gets loved by Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, save me from mom. <laughs> yeah. You're the disciplinarian and I'm the playmate. I'm also the nurturer. Right. There's always one. <laughs> and now Sammy and Paco's, the latest place, that's named after your two male cats. Yes. So we call Sammy our big fat ginger cat, <laughs> mm-hmm. who is Garfield incarnate. He is actually the oldest of all of our animals. Yeah. And then our youngest is the antithesis and is Paco, and he is the youngest and is about He's the troublemaker. Months. He is definitely <laughs> the troublemaker of the two. Wow. So will they be making special appearances? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the funny story is that the uh, image of them on our logo, um, when Alex and I got married, the creative director for Victoria's Secret, because I was working for them, um, 
when we got married, had did a caricature of Alex and I in our tux and wedding dress. Mm -hmm. So when we decided to do Sammy and Paco's and we had the Happy Mural Wall by Alyssa Marie, um, which was the first one, so the sunflower mural, I told him I wanted our cats in caricature form with coffee cups with sunflowers on them, cheersing each other. Mm -hmm. And so he actually did that piece for us. So his name is Ricky Gonzalez. And he did the image of the two cats. We sent him photos. So they're there every day. That's awesome. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that's a great logo. I definitely want to get into more details on Sammy and Paco since it's the new place. But let's also, just in case there might be one listener that has not been to Lolita's, and I think there's probably about maybe one. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's maybe cover Lolita's a little more in summary, and then we'll get into details on Sammy and Paco's. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. So how did you guys adapt with Lolita's during, because everyone had to adapt, you know, during the pandemic. What did you guys handle that? So we had really started in pre-pandemic, the pizza boxes. Mm -hmm. So we did that and we would market them for movies in the park, mm -hmm. festivals, going to the beach, mm -hmm. Super Bowl. Fourth of July, if you were going boating, but that really, we were amazed once we reopened with to go, quite honestly, how receptive people were to doing the charcuterie and the pizza boxes. Mm -hmm. And obviously that has become a big part of our business. Yeah. Alex is like, we need to order more pizza boxes. <laughs> oh, I, I buy them by the cases now. Uh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so really that, you know, so that really started how we adopted mm -hmm. or adapted during the pandemic, I would say. Yeah. And did your catering and events kind of take off from that? So or were you always doing that? Prior to COVID, mm -hmm. um, for those who have been at Lolita's, we always got asked to do things like bridal showers or baby showers or mm -hmm. rehearsal dinners because we also did paired wine dinners. So some people would be like, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. um, so we had started coming up with a menu that we called the chef's experience, which was um, a sampling serve family style of Lolita's small plates starting off with charcuterie. That's mm -hmm. great for parties. Mm -hmm. And because we added on, actually, in February of 2020, the additional space is when we opened that, mm -hmm. which we're calling the tasting room with the wine shop, it gave us a space to do some of those things for people. Mm -hmm. And so catering really derived from that. It was starting to pick up in fourth quarter of 2019 to a place that we started looking for a home to house it. Um, because we were using Sophia's kitchen during the day mm -hmm. at that point in time to really prep and do a lot of those catering events, which was keeping us from opening for brunch or lunch there. Right. So right. it was just time and we signed the LOI on the space that is housing Lolita's Catering and Sammy and Paco's of mm -hmm. January 2020. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> we heard a lot of this, though. A lot of people did that. They signed on stuff and they opened stuff right before the pandemic hit. Are you guys still doing the jars also? We do, yes. Yeah. Tell us about that. The jars are basically spreadables. So we have all kinds from feta, pimento cheese. Uh, the most popular one is the ricotta with balsamic mm -hmm. pearls and lavender. Oh, that one's and really good. It's definitely part of Lolita's, mm -hmm. what, what sells there pretty good. Mm -hmm. And back to what Kelly was saying, where how the catering started was more about doing a tapas style type of catering, right? Mm -hmm. So bringing that experience of Lolita's to people's places. Right. Yeah, it seems that over the years, I don't know, just anecdotally, that uh, 
tapas and small plates have become more and more popular and keep continuing to get more popular. And I know we like that because we have to try more stuff. Yeah. It's like, let me, let me have four or five things instead of one. Right. Before it really blew up, we were just sharing everything we ordered anyway. So it was like the and same that, that's thing. That's exactly yeah, how yeah. we, we go out there and we just order a couple of dishes and yeah. share everything yeah. pretty much. And we laugh because, you know, in a dining experience, we really take about 20 to 25 bites of mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about flavors and you talk about being able to have experiences around food, this really gave us the opportunity to share that with people. Mm-hmm. So it's always interesting on the catering side when we're talking to people about how much food you really need, right? right. Because mm-hmm. because we really eat what we eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of us take bigger bites than others. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Some of us eat faster some eat slower okay don't look at me <laughs> i do i eat really slow i could it's been like an hour and a half and my lunch is still sitting there we're the yin and yin. Yeah. yeah i'm the fastest one yeah, yeah. now i'm gonna be counting my bites at dinner tonight <laughs> i have to stop at 25 and be like, damn i have leftovers now and tell us about the wine program at lolita's So we're really excited because this fall we are going to be reintroducing doing our wine tastings again. Um, We actually are looking to reopen on Tuesday evenings and do them from five to eight. Mm -hmm. So we've always grown organically in every aspect of our business. And the wine program was one of those. Mm -hmm. We started out with, you know, 50 to 60 labels that we loved. And then we started bringing things in that we liked and we let the customer kind of guide us in what we kept and what we didn't keep. So, um, once and you've done a great job too of introducing people to wines that they hadn't formally heard of. And that really is part of the fun, I think, of Lolita's is trying to get people into wines that they themselves would never order off a list. And one of the reasons we don't want to have a list, a lot of people drink Cabernet because that's what they know, that's but they, they, right. they've never really had a Bordeaux or they've never really had a Cabernet Franc or a Syrah or some grapes that uh, a Syrah or a Tempranillo. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of fun is in educating and I call it the best adult hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with you on that one. When yeah. we were in Philly, the last night we were there, we went to this awesome restaurant called uh, Laser Wolf. We really didn't know what to expect, but it was like an Israeli fusion restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, amazing. this sounds great. And we had a, a reservation at the table, but we ended up sitting at the bar because the bar stools looked so much more comfortable than the table. I'm like, honey, can we just sit here? Because <laughs> they didn't have our table ready. So I'm going to make this short, but the bartender at first was very gruff with us. And then we sat down. It was almost like, like, what? What do you want? Yeah, it was just (laughs) really funny. (laughs) It was funny to watch his progression because then I sat down and I'm like, so I want to start with bubbles, but I want to work my way through this list. And he went, (laughs) he just starts pouring extra. He way overserved me. Kevin had to practically carry me home. (laughs) But we had the most wonderful experience and it's great to do that. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. It's like having a party. I mean, who doesn't love good food and good drink and it should make you happy. Absolutely. Exactly. On that note, we'll take a quick break, get a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with Sammy and Paco's, and you don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Dat's Restaurant in downtown St. Pete not only has some of the tastiest food, they're also unique and creative. They're the home of comfort food with flair, a foodie wonderland filled with bacon, cheese, and house-made breads. I love their shrimp and grits, which made our top 10 list. The trick is they use cream cheese and an Indian makani sauce. They also have a bunch of great burgers that use certified Angus beef. And two that they're famous for are the Cheesy Todd, 
where instead of a bun, you have two bacon jalapeno mac and cheese buns, and then the double D, where you have two whole glazed donuts instead of a hamburger bun. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. I love the spaghetti in meatball, ginormous meatball stuffed with spaghetti inside the meatball, then served on top of more pasta. They also have tacos, fish and chips, meatloaf, pulled pork, grouper sandwich, salmon, a great steak salad, and tons more. They've got a huge location with lots of outdoor seating, and the inside is as spacious as it gets, great for social distancing. They're right in the heart of downtown St. Pete on the very first block of the famed Central Avenue, 180 Central Avenue. Their website is datstampa.com, and on Facebook you can find them at dats for foodies Check out Dats in downtown St. Pete. As a St. Pete Foodies listener, you should also check out the Zest podcast from WUSF Public Media. You know, the Tampa NPR folks. Every Thursday, host Dahlia Colon shares everything from food history to the best restaurants you haven't tried. There's recipes you'll want to try and a different slice of our state's foodie scene. The key lime actually is native to Southeast Asia. The English sailors were called limeys when they found out that they put it in their barrels of water to get rid of that brackish well water taste, they uh, didn't get scurvy anymore. So they wanted them in all their ports in the tropics, so they took the seeds and planted them. So that's how we ended up with key limes down here. We invite you to listen to The Zest on your favorite podcast app or at thezestpodcast.com. Tell, Tell them St. Pete Foodie sent you. We are back! We are back! We are back with Kelly and Alex Rodriguez from Lolita's Wine Market and Sammy and Paco's. And before we get into Sammy and Paco's, I, we forgot to mention the hours and days for Lolita's. So we're open Wednesday and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., and Sunday currently, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. And we were talking about the wine dinners, and you mentioned something on the break that you're planning to move those. Yeah, so the wine dinners, we used to do them at Lolita's, mostly Sundays and Mondays. And now we're going to do them more, uh, thinking of doing them Fridays and Saturdays now at Sammy and Paco's, mm-hmm. which they were amazing. We did everything from South America, Spain, uh, France, so... Uh, these are very, very fun for people to try. So when you do the wine dinners, it's mm. a, a per person charge and you're just bringing stuff out, right? Correct. And, like- and it's, they're normally more like uh, five, six courses, including dessert. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, tapa style. Uh, normally the winemaker or the wine rep will talk about the wine and I will talk about the food. And what does that normally cost per person? Is it different with every event? Uh, correct. It, depend, it depends on every event, uh, ingredients as well. Mm-hmm. But normally between, what would you say, 75 to 125? Yeah, anywhere in that. And it just really depends yeah. on the the wines, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Correct. Yeah, and that's extremely reasonable for mm-hmm. an, a meal where people yeah. are bringing it out and the wine, all that's included. So that's a great price. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love learning new stuff too and trying, like you were talking about before, Kelly, trying different wines that I might not order on my own. Yeah. Yeah, we're learning a lot about that. We've yes. really been delving into wine a lot more lately. Yeah, and bubbles too. And bu- lots of bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> bubbles got me through the pandemic. <laughs> I think a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> but we're not already through yet. We think we are, but we're... We're working on it. Hopefully, we'll go back in the right direction. Yes, hopefully. So, how did Sammy and Paco's come about? Uh, in terms of the food, 
it's, it's definitely, we're always looking at what, what are we missing in, in the neighborhood, right? So it's definitely a neighborhood type of place. Yes. Because we drove around Grand Central when mm-hmm. I moved there and I said, there's nowhere for breakfast. Yep. Um, <laughs> there is now. <laughs> so that that's how. And then also, uh, including the catering, we were looking for a catering uh, a venue and we looked at this space and we're like, well, let's divide it in half. Let's do catering and a cafe because uh, we live around the corner mm-hmm. and we there's really not much in that area for sure. There's not, no. Yeah, yeah and the area is historic Kenwood. Right. Specifically, you're on Fifth Ave North, 2735 Fifth Ave North. Almost catty corner to Bowen Moe's. Those are just a little bit further. A few yep, blocks. You just look for the sunflower mural. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And I also like that you guys, um, I mean, every everybody that knows the food scene around here knows you guys. But I like in Sammy and Paco's, you, you have, you know, uh, Chef Megan, Chef Victor, Chef Carson, and they go uh, baked goods, breakfast, lunch. Yeah, so we really kind of looked at this project as being more of a collaborative. So Chef Megan Barnes actually did all of our desserts for us at Sophia's Cucina Mm -hmm. Um, during the pandemic. She actually left her corporate position um, out at Opal Sands. She was up in Clearwater as a pastry chef. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had been doing catering with her. So she's doing our wedding cakes. She's doing dessert bars, things of that nature. Um, So she's making homemade bagels for us and muffins and all of our cookies and everything that's in the case that we're doing is homemade by her. Um, And then Alex had the opportunity to collaborate with Chef Alicia Carson, who came to us from the library. Oh, wow. um, From for for the menu for the main menu. So um, that's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We are going to venture here shortly into the world of prepared foods. Um, Yeah, that was in the Tampa Bay Times, right? Yeah, so we've kind of um, been easing into it. Um, I'll let Alex kind of talk more yeah. about what what that's going to entail. Um, but we are looking to get it done, get it started in the next four to six weeks. Yeah, again, and it, it's being a neighborhood uh, type of cafe. We wanted to include the grab and go, and if you're coming out of work, we want to do it a la carte style, where you can pick a piece of salmon. Is it Brussels sprouts or sweet potato? Or any everything's going to be separate, so you can make your own meals pretty much. Nice. So the hours are going to, going to expand, then I guess. To yeah. Home, so we plan to be open until five p.m. Right now, we're open Wednesday through Sunday from eight to three. Mm-hmm. Um, we will expand expand those hours till five p.m. Wednesday through Saturday, but not on Sunday. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Nice. Double, let's double check that Tampa Bay Times article too, because I think she had 7 a.m. It probably was at 7 a.m. So as we opened, as all new businesses do, we found that what when our first guest was arriving was between the 8.30 and 9 a.m. hour on right. a very consistent basis. So Tampa Bay Times did probably put 7, and that was true at that point in ah, time. Okay. Right, right. So, yeah, so we do every other weekend – one time here and then at Lori. So we're downtown and then we're, so this weekend we're downtown, but next time we're at your place, we should go for breakfast. We will. I want to try the bagels and I want to try the, <laughs> try the grits because <laughs> we went with Haley because, and by the way, we have a review on St. Petersburg foodies.com. You'll find the review of Sammy and Paco's and the food is amazing. And I saw the grits. I almost got the grits, but I was like, nah, 
we got to get this burger on here. <laughs> oh, the burger. <laughs> the, yes. The, the El Loco burger. Yeah. It's amazing. So what I did is I, as a food writer person, because normal people don't do this, I kind of took it apart a little bit. I kind of, <laughs> I just took a, took a piece of the burger out and tried it by itself. Wow. It's just seasoned perfectly. And that's, what is it? It's short rib? I have it here somewhere. It's, is the chorip and brisket combination. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's moho shredded pork. And then I went and I tried that by itself. Amazing. Good. Super great. juicy, perfectly yeah. seasoned. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I tried that too. And, and Lori tends to like things very, plain. very well seasoned. And plain. Like I don't like burgers with stuff on mm-hmm. all that stuff on them. I just want a regular burger. But I'm talking about seasoning. Yeah, I know. I like things very Most well seasoned. Most places we go, she will be asking for salt. I did not when she doesn't that. ask for salt, that's a compliment. Well, that's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, I didn't order the burger, though. I had the Aristocat. Yes. Oh, my God. And for me, like I said, I typically like things plain. Mm. And I'm a little, but I, Foodies has forced me to be a lot more uh, adventurous with things. So I saw that sandwich. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how that'll be. Wow. Oh, that first bite. Oh, my God. And that salmon is just falling apart perfect. It's like beautiful. That's great. Absolutely beautiful. It's, so it's seared. Beet house cured salmon. Yeah. Sounds weird, but it's not. So good. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's so we, we cure it in that. house uh, with horseradish and beets mm-hmm. and do a little mix of juniper berries, uh, cloves, and uh, the sugar and the salt. So you're going to be able to buy that separately on its own in, the, in the mix on, and match mm-hmm, dinner. On the grab and go, it will, it will definitely be there. Nice. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially since I'm so close. <laughs> yeah. And before I forget, so how do you make the grits? So the grits are a combination of Gruyere and grits. And we cook them for a while. They're not that super instant one. So we cook them for about 25 minutes and mm-hmm. then finish them with butter a little bit of cream, and then the, the Gruyere cheese. Cool. Oh, you're going to like that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was wondering, because there's there's different ways to do it that are, there's several different ways that are all good ways to do it. You know, sometimes people use some broth or some stock. Sometimes there's milk. Sometimes it's cream. So that's right. why, I'm, why I'm always curious about yeah. the grits. Cause I consider myself a grits aficionado. <laughs> since I've been, I've been eating them since I was like five, because my dad was, was from Georgia. So. And ironically, he's from New Jersey. Yeah. I, I grew up here and I hardly eat them at all. And he's like Mr. Grits. <laughs> and then Haley, she's a little bit younger than us. And she had never experienced uh, coffee being as like a rub for meat or fish. So she thought it was so weird that you have coffee, black and grouper tacos. But she ordered them anyway. And she loved them. I have to give that one to my chef, Alicia. We uh, were trying different foods. I- and she came up with that uh, recipe, and I was like, ooh, I don't know, but let's have everybody try it. Mm-hmm. I made something different, and then she ended up winning the, the <laughs> somehow in-house competition. So, <laughs> um, so sometimes it's all about that. It's, what, you know, it's, it's not about your own palate. It's about what, what people want, right? Mm-hmm. So the menu is an evolution it's, it's of, of travel and living in Miami, New York, but at the end of the day, it's like you put it out there, your own creations, what you think you like, but then you have start making a little bit of tweak here and there because yeah. at the end of the day, you want you want to sell what people want, right? Right. right. Yeah. 
it's good to introduce them to new things, but For then if sure. they don't take off, then you that's where you got to tweak. Yes. Yeah. Like if I, if I had my own restaurant and I was left unchecked and I could just do what I wanted to do, it would be everything <laughs> spicy. It would be very niche. Like five people could <laughs> deal could with eat it. There, yeah. I, I have to say that will be probably me as well. <laughs> I love spicy food and yeah. I, I would probably have 95% of the menu being spicy. Yeah. If, if I'm sweating, I'm happy. <laughs> yes. O- only from food, not from heat outside. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so there's also... we. Did not have a chance. Well, Haley had this. It is in the review. The Ruben El Cubanito. Right. How cool is that? that. I didn't remember seeing it on the menu. I was like, wow, that was great. (laughs) Again, one of my two favorite sandwiches of all time. And I was like, well, why not combine those two? Right. (laughs) Totally. And and have all those ingredients. And we tried it and it worked for us. And and people are loving it. So we feel happy about that one. That's awesome. Right. And you guys are doing the breakfast. Breakfast menu is currently all day till three, right? Correct. Right, and then you also have lunch, and then there's brunch as well. And some of them cross over. Some of the things that are on lunch cross over to brunch, Correct. and some things from breakfast, of course. Right. So well. on on the weekends, then it's just a brunch. The brunch menu. It's just the brunch. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. Sometimes places offer both, so I just wanted to make. Oh yeah. yeah. Kudos on the potato chips. Like who like raves about potato chips? I do when oh, I eat, eat them at Sammy and Paco's. He did. He raved like three or four times. I couldn't believe it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's another evolution. Um, my godson, his favorite, favorite snack is potato chips and French onion dip. <laughs> and so we actually started out with like a mustard grain horseradish as a dip for the potato chips. Mm-hmm. And one day I convinced Chef Alex to make a homemade French onion dip. And everybody was like, Oh my goodness! Wow. This is insane. So, wow. so if you order the chips by themselves, they come with the French onion dip because they, they didn't come with this. The, the yeah, because they were the side right. of the right, right. Oh my gosh! Now I got to try that because I love French onion yeah. dip. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I see it on here. House made French onion dip. Oh. Seventy-five cents. I'll take five. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you're funny today. Oh, I guess I'm, maybe I'm hungry. <laughs> I know I'm hungry. Can't get too, can't get too hungry because then you're hangry and then you're not funny anymore. <laughs> right. And there's also salads, the <laughs> the squirrel. The there's squirrel. not any squirrel in it, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fruit and nut salad. So, ah, and you know, of why. course, um, the squirrels at our house in historic Kenwood love to tease the cats when they're in the window. Ah. So, <laughs> therefore, between the fruits and the nuts and the squirrel, right? They tried to be a little kitschy on the menu. So, yeah, that's funny too. You know, that reminds me of when we first got our Lola. She's always been a very good dog, but we had a we were having some training issues, so we had a trainer come in one day, and she was what was what did she say exactly like like oh well she's not gonna she's not gonna poop over there on the floor because for spite because you didn't take her out the dogs don't do that they don't think that way I'm like yes they you don't do. know what you're talking about girl <laughs> yes, they do <laughs> she didn't know what she was <laughs> because our uh, Layla when we had her. All the time, she would get pissed off about something, and you knew she was mad. <laughs> she did it for spite. Because she'd crap right in the doorway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but th- you made me think of that, talking about the squirrels teasing the cats. And I really believe that the squirrels are entertaining themselves and doing it on purpose. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. We have a big window in the front of our house, and our youngest, Paco, likes mm-hmm. to sit in it. And we also have a pergola. And... We have a squirrel that comes and sits on the edge of the pergola, pergola when Paco's in the window and just sits there and chatters at him. <laughs> and it's oh, like, funny. I'm outside and you're inside. And <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so we definitely have to go for breakfast and for brunch. Bagels are on the list. Grits are on the list. 
anything with an A. The yeah. croak madame is on oh, the yeah. list. Right. Which, which that came over from Lolita's. Yeah. Right. Yes. So. so it has the truffled goat cheese that's in the pepidus oh, at nice. Lolita's. Nice. And then it has the rosemary ham. And the grain mustard on brioche mm. with the uh, hollandaise sauce on over the top. And of course, wow. the fried egg. Yes. Nice. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and there's a pressed fried egg sandwich too. There is. That has been a huge hit. Um, you know, it's our version of a bacon, egg, mm-hmm. cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our cheese on that is pimento. Pimento cheese. Ooh, I'm a little uh-huh. obsessed because <laughs> Chef Carson makes a homemade pimento cheese. Ooh. Wow. And pimento cheese, avocado, bacon, and the egg. Mm-hmm. All right. That's on the list, too. That's on the list, too. <laughs> Cuban bread. Can't forget the Cuban bread for sure. Yeah. So Sammy and Paco's, again, is at 2735 Fifth Ave North. That's in historic Kenwood. St. Pete. Um, before we wrap this up, because mm-hmm. I know that's what you're doing, I wanted to give a huge shout out to your staff, and I know Haley did in her piece, but wow, they're just so friendly and awesome, and you can just tell that they're happy, and that that just makes a, for such a great dining experience. We are so, so, so lucky. Um, Mark Vogel, who's one of our associates there, that's actually in one of the photos, he had been a host for us over at Sophia's. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually went and worked at a coffee shop when we closed and told us that if we reopened, he wanted to come back to us. So we are very blessed that he's leading up the front of house team. Um, and all of our staff there has worked in a coffee shop. So mm-hmm. it's great. Cool. So. They've had a lot of fun challenging themselves on making some cool coffees. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Brody's Magic Mocha. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, they're having a ball because they get to be creative. And again, right. I'll go back to, you know, our desire really was to make this more of a collaborative. Mm-hmm. So all of our signs are done by Brody. Cool. Um, she's an artist. And, and it's just been a, it's really been a blessing. Um, it's been a great project for us. That's awesome. Well, I just wanted you to know that that was very, very noticed. Thank you. you. Yeah, and it's not easy to get good help, so you guys must be doing something right there. Not these days, for sure. It's a challenge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Sammy and Pacos, you'll find them on Facebook, simply Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y, and Pacos, P-A-C-O-S. And don't forget about Lolita's Wine Market. That's at 16 18th Street South. So it's go... Head towards head west from downtown. Look for the bridge for 275 and right before the bridge in between Central and First and around the corner from Hideaway Cafe. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Kelly and Alex, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank guys. you guys thank for you. having us. It's great to see you. Yes. yes. Great to see you too. We'll be right back. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oates Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oats has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable prices possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, Open Daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. 
Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup. Hey, Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly, pimento cheese, and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh, yeah, I love that one, too. They actually call it the FGBLT. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese. Mm -hmm. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG. Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good, too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, criminy mushrooms, and four cheese grits. It's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for the fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best eggplant parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, Best Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Best Bloody Marys, Best Meatballs, and, believe it or not, Best Salads. Ooh, ooh can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's oh, so good. man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 1030, which I love. And the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. So Mexican cuisine is one of my all-time favorites. We know this. We know this. <laughs> and it's been way too long since I made it. So we did some really good carnitas. And we did them different because in the past we had a, like a shredded pork right, recipe. Right. This one's different. And one of my favorite sites for recipes is called I Am A Food Blog. And they have a carnitas recipe called The Best Stovetop Carnitas Recipe. Right. And you were like, why don't you put it in the slow cooker? Exactly. And I said, you're going to cook it for six hours. Why don't you put it in the slow cooker? Because it's a stovetop recipe. Right. And they say, this simple idea means you don't need to find lard to make mind-blowing authentic carnitas. So the recipe uses a two-to-one ratio of pork butt to pork belly. And you cook it low and slow for six hours. And the fat and the pork butt, not the pork butt, the pork belly, mm -hmm. confies all the pork. Yeah, it was so good. I ate it for lunch yeah. Yeah. on Monday. Yeah, me too. And so the meat is cubed and it's seasoned with Mexican oregano, which is completely different than what you're used to, like regular, we just call it oregano. I think it's really Italian oregano. Mm -hmm. But the, so the Mexican oregano, oregano, you take it and you use a mortar and pestle, grind it up real good, then put it through a sift. Mm -hmm. So you get to just the fine powder. Right. And there was also some cumin. So they said Mexican oregano and cumin. I also added salt and pepper, which is pretty normal for all seasonings. For some reason, I don't know why they didn't have it in there. Right. So then you also take some onion and garlic, do a small dice on those, and there's fresh squeezed orange juice and one stick of cinnamon that we're not going to put in next time. Oh, no, no. Never again. Like, we, we went out and we came back. So it's three hour, it was three hours in, so halfway through, and the whole place smelled like cinnamon. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I took it out three hours through, but it still was totally cinnamoned out. It was, but when we combined it with all the other components, and we added hot sauce or something? Yeah, I, I also, the 
day or two before I made a salsa. Mm, right, was, we added the salsa. I made a, I made right. a cooked salsa mm-hmm. that was very smoky and rustic. And I also, as sides, I made black beans and Mexican corn. And you decided that you were going to put everything into your taco. I did. Yeah. And that really helped with the cinnamon. Yeah. And by the way, pork butt is actually the shoulder. Right. Which is another reason you cook it low and slow. The actual butt is what you're used to getting as a ham. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Did not know this. Yeah. Why do they call it a pork butt then? That's so it's, uh, it's It goes back. I don't remember the whole deal, but maybe we'll talk about it on another episode. Okay. But it goes back to... Boston butt ah. is a thing right? that uses the shoulder. I still don't know why they call it the butt. The and butt. we got the pork butt and the pork belly from St. Pete Meat and Provisions. And they specialize in whole animal butchery. And you got to see Matt with like a whole carcass yeah. out. Yeah. Well, it, it was in a bag. I didn't actually see the carcass, but okay. yeah. 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 And he was making the fresh cuts right there while he you was. watched them. Might. You know, so they have... Beef, poultry, pork, house-made sausages, all different kinds that are Mm. really good. There's bison, lamb, and veal. They even have cheese and charcuterie, farm-fresh eggs, including chicken eggs and duck eggs and quail eggs. And they have dressing, sauces, marinades. There's fresh pasta that comes from next door from Il Ritorno. It's the Mm -hmm. same ownership, that's why. And the shop features a curated selection of dry goods like seasoning, spices, rubs, oils, honey, jams. And it's local honey, too, which is important. Right. There's hot sauces, I think I mentioned, pickles. They even have charcoal for the grill, mm-hmm. crackers for your cheese and charcuterie, and cookbooks. And there's Il Ritorno's famous Pomodoro Ooh. and Bolognese. Right, that's true. To, to go in the case. So St. Pete Beaten Provisions is located at 449 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. Monday through Saturday, they're open 1030 to 7 p.m. And on Sunday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and the I, website, yes. I'm actually headed there right after we are done here to get some bags and bacon. Ooh. Duck eggs. And nice. And the website is stpetemeat.com. We'll be right back. This is Chris Walker. And you're listening to On the website, we have a new review of a new place on St. Pete Beach. 82 Degrees is located inside the Saint Hotel. Now, there's your typical run-of-the-mill tourist trap beach food, but there are a few hidden gems that are putting out foodie-worthy eats, with 82 Degrees being the latest. Check out that review on the site. And I updated an article that I originally wrote in April 2020 with new information from The Food Theorist. That's a YouTube channel that's really cool. And since we're right at the height of burger season and grilling season, what better time to find out that the order you stack the ingredients on your burger actually has an effect on flavor. You'll find all of that in a side of bacon at stpetersburgfoodies.com. Next week on the show, we'll have Chef John Robin. We met him a few years ago when he did a fabulous redo of the Trist menu. And more recently, he has upped the food game at Trophy Fish. If you want to get in touch, Drop us an email at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Kelly and Alex Rodriguez. And thanks to our sponsors. St. Pete Meat and Provisions. Trophy Fish. Dats. Rolling Oats. The Zest Podcast. Noble Crust. Booyah Ramen. And and Engine Engine Number Nine. 
Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef, and our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. What are you doing? Masticating. What? Don't worry, it doesn't mean what you think. What do you think I think? You know. Okay, I know what I know. What do you know? I know that you're supposed to masticate your food 20 times before you swallow. Yeah, but uh, what about the other thing? What other thing? The thing you thought I was thinking. I'm sorry, Dad, you lost me. Morning. Oh, morning. Isn't this your day off? It is, but I need to talk to Charlie. Well, good luck. He got home an hour ago, had a bowl of chili, threw up, and went to bed. You probably threw up because you didn't masticate enough.